Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday night. 
because we have a special guest that has not called in yet that is supposed to be calling in because we had a conflict on on the rest of the nights of my shows. So we're going to start without him. Um, I want to welcome my co-host tonight, Christopher Plain, who is with me to help me interview this guest when he calls in. If he does, if not, we'll just do what we always do on Off the Chain. We'll wing it. But I want to welcome everyone to the show. That was Jerry. Jer- See, I can't talk tonight, Chris. Indie country music artist Jeremy Parsons' song, Burn This House Down. He is supposed to be our guest tonight. If he doesn't show up, we're going to just go on without him. But I want to tell y'all something. This has been such an amazing month, ladies and gentlemen. Most of you all know that my husband is very ill, so I was out of pocket for what Chris a couple of couple of months when I had him in the yeah. hospital and then got him home. Well, we're back, and I looked a while ago at just the show, the stats on just the show. And ladies and gentlemen, we have reached what did I say? One hundred twenty-four thousand four hundred twelve listeners. Uh, just let that sink in. The shows won't be two years old until towards the end of July, which is next month. But we're already at 124,412 listeners. Now, when I add all the podcasts, which I looked up a couple of them, but I didn't go and run the numbers on two of them. I just estimated because they're pretty high. And ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at the north side of 160,000 listeners for this show in over 200 countries. That says something about you all, the listeners, and the guests of this show. And, And like I tell all of you, it's not my show. It's your show. I just facilitate it. I could sit here and talk all night. Nobody would listen. But it's it's your show. It's y'all going out and, and promoting it and sharing it and tuning in. Even if you can't turn it, tune into the live show, you tune into the archives, which is absolutely marvelous. I love it, and I appreciate it. Now, there's there's two ways you can get on the show and if you want to get on the show you need to hurry because I'm already filling up December. I already had to buy next year's calendar because we're getting that much ahead. There's two ways to get on the show. You can come on as a guest and I don't care if you have a song, if you have a book, if you have a platform, if you have a political cause, if you've had passion, I don't care. Contact me at off the chain radio at yahoo.com and I'll tell you how to get on the show. You can also for $10 a month run an ad. Doesn't have to be a book. Doesn't have to be a song. Big anything. I'm not in it to get rich. I just want to give you all the same exposure that I'm getting because I believe in paying it forward. Same thing. You contact me at off the chain radio at yahoo.com. I'll tell you how you do it. You can either do it and I read it or you send it to me in an MP3. I'll send you an invoice through PayPal. And however many shows I have in that month, is how many times I will run your ad. If for whatever reason I have to reschedule a show, whether the the guest has to cancel or something happens with my husband or, God forbid, a catastrophe happens, the ad follows the show, so you don't lose anything. And with that being said, I want to welcome a new sponsor to the show. His name is John Isaac Jones, and he is an author. And he has a book out called... Alabama Stories. I have this book. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's available on Kindle, and it is a collection of short stories, and they were taken from his childhood years in Alabama. 
it's fun, it's entertaining, twists and turns. And when I was reading it, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I can relate to this. Because being from Georgia and being a lot in Alabama, yeah, I can relate to these stories. So check it out. John Isaac Jones, Alabama Stories, available on Kindle. Diane Mota is an author. And because Australia is our biggest listening base, thank you, Australia. I love you guys. Teskey Brothers, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We just need to transport those <laughs> boys up to Bourbon Street, don't we, Chris? They are fantastic. <laughs> love those boys. Oh, yeah, I got a fangirl crush. Can't help it. But Diane Moat's books went to number one in Australia because of her ads. She has a series, and it's um, the Sam Holden series. The first in the series is called Dog Gone, and the second in the series is called Dog Fight. And it goes like this. Wherever a helpless animal whimpers in the dark, wherever the system fails to protect said animal, she'll be there, and she's not giving up anytime soon. So you've been warned. When Sam Holden receives a tip about a brutal dog fighting ring, she embarks on some of her most dangerous acts of vigilantism yet. The monster known as the puppeteer circles Sam's world as she unknowingly circles his. And while they chase each other, will Sam put those she loves most in harm's way in order to break up the ring? With time running out and animals in need, the dangerous life Sam's created begins to eclipse any other life she could ever lead. Go look. No, you can't go now. After the show, go look up Diane Moat on Amazon. Cece Chamberlain was one of my very, very first sponsors. She has a podcast called Inside Your Life with Cece, which is a motivational, passionate conversation. And she interviews people who are indeed living their true dream, whether it's a boxer, author, history enthusiast, garbage man, she doesn't care. What Cece strives to do is to give you, the listener, hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as CC guides you to pursue your dreams and for you to live your best life possible. This wonderful show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere. Podcasts are available. So ladies and gentlemen, understand this. There are two ways to get on this show. You can get on this show as a guest. Or you can run an ad on this show. Now, since Jeremy has not yet called in, I've sent a word out to his his PR man asking where the hell the boy is. It's his loss if he doesn't show up. Chris and I are just going to talk about Gary because I know, Chris, you've been following this guy for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, he was born in San Antonio, Texas, and he grew up soaking up the sounds of Texas music in the dance halls of the Lone Star State. He was always a fan of music, but it wasn't until his later high school years he discovered his knack for it. Driven by his passion, he taught himself how to play the guitar and began to write and perform music, and he's played all over the U.S. and Europe. So tell me what you know about this young man who, You've been following for a while and almost had cardiac arrest when you found out he's supposed to be on the show, Jeremy. <laughs> um, he has two CDs out. I don't have the first one, but the, the one that came out last year um, was called Things I Need to Say. Uh, you heard the you heard one of the first songs. That's one of the videos. I think there's uh, two videos that I two videos that I know of from the record and. 
I immediately fell in love with it because he kind of has a, one of my favorite country artists is Gary Allen and it has a, you know, it has a Gary Allen type of sound to it. And when uh-huh. I heard it, that was the first thing that come to mind is, Hey, this guy sounds like Gary Allen, you know, and that's a good thing because <laughs> I love Gary Allen. So, you know, let me hear the CD and, it ended up being one of my highest-rated CDs last year when I did my countdown. When I when I did my top well, uh, twenty, top thirty CD. He's got that slow drawl, and when yeah. you watch him on his videos, it, it's not like he's even doing a video. He draws you into that video like you're there. Right. Um, he's got a very natural yeah. talent. A very, And I, I would venture to say the reason he hasn't called maybe is he's actually doing a thing in New York right now where he's uh, doing a, a live to vinyl uh, recording thing to where um, people could purchase he had he had all the songs basically for sale, and you could pay a certain amount and um, pick the song that you wanted. Then he was going to basically play the song with a special dedication to that person, and they were going to press it, you know, right to record, right directly from the live recording, uh, right on the spot. Interesting. So interesting. Um, it, it may have actually ran longer than he expected. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing. Maybe that's why he hasn't, because, you know, I mean, things happen when you're doing live recordings, and um, as much as you want everything to be one take, uh, as a form of musician, I can tell you, yeah, it, it doesn't go down it, that way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all. I love, like I said, I, it does not. Um, he had he had the number six record last year for for me for my country and Americana countdown and. Um, just a really great solid record that's full of music that, you know, has a traditional country sound, but with a little bit of a modern edge to it. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. You know, if you, depending on which side of the country equation you like, maybe. Well, let's talk about indie musicians for a minute. Because I think, like um, indie authors, it has taken them so long to break that glass ceiling and to become, um, oh, Michael just said, just messaged him. He's in New York City, and perhaps he forgot. I sent him a reminder, but he may have missed it. No right. problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew he was a new girl, so. When you think about it, indie musicians have had to claw, literally, claw their way to the top of the heap, like we authors have, because they were not mm. validated. Right. And because. As with everything else we've been told, what to listen to, what to read. And and what has happened is we have lost 
so many wonderful artists that just gave up. Yeah, I, I think what it is is it's a double-edged sword in the sense that the Internet and the availability of technology has made it easier for musicians to record and to get their stuff out directly to the fans, cut out the middlemen, cut out the record labels, and uh, the people that traditionally maybe made it harder for them to reach a base audience. But at the, the same time, the bad side of that is it's made it easy for everybody to record and put their music out directly. So, you know, instead of being, okay, a record label puts out maybe 100 records a year, uh, now you have 50,000 musicians out here putting 50,000 records out, and you're kind of in those 50,000, and people, you know, it's hard to find people. So, you know, if you don't have a good PR rep or if you don't have a good machine behind you, if you don't know the business of promoting yourself, um, you don't get anywhere. And unfortunately, and, and, there are people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, and that's true. And there are people out there that that don't know that what they are doing, their 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 music, their book, that's not the brand. They're the brands, and they don't put themselves out there. Right. I was I was just getting ready to say. You know, the <laughs> the other side of that coin is there's people out there that are very bad musicians but very good PR people. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, they're great at promoting themselves, but they're not promoting a good product. And on right. the other side of that is very good musicians out there who maybe aren't as good at promoting themselves so they don't get that recognition. And, and that's kind of where it's – you know, it's it's frustrating because I get a ton of music, a ton of it. I mean, I get a hundred plus CDs a week from across all genres. And of those hundred CDs, there might be a handful, ten maybe CDs of those hundred that are ready to be put on the air and ready to really be pushed to the next level. And for me to put my brand on to say, hey, I recommend you buy this. I recommend you share this. I recommend you tell your friends about this because, and I'm not trying to be a, excuse my language. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I've got a a few musicians who I'm not naming names, but I could name names of, you know, I jokingly say people that shouldn't be allowed within 500 feet of a microphone, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Is it because they they don't know how to to put the music together or they just can't carry a tune in a bucket. It's both. Or both. I mean I've got I've got I've got bands that are really good bands with bad vocalists. I've got bands that you can tell are good and the production is it sounds like they took a flip phone and set it inside a plastic garbage can and then ran it through an old play tell, you know, <laughs> microphone set or something. <laughs> it, it's just horrible sounding. And it's not usable. And I've got a few who fancy themselves quote unquote rappers who um 
yeah, let's just put, let's just leave it at the fact that, um, yeah, they're not rappers and they shouldn't be rappers. <laughs> and you know, one in particular, and I, I won't use her name because I'm not trying to be mean, but you know, she's she's put out four records, and she's not a good rapper. She's not a good singer. She's not a good musician. And I don't know if some nobody has told her that or what, but she puts these things out and she's like, you know, I, you know, and she compares herself to Jay-Z and Eminem and Snoop Dogg. And I'm thinking they would slap you (laughs) if they heard you music (laughs) and seen that comparison because it's bad. It's just horrible, horrible music. And you think, my God, this is so bad. Who recorded this? And then you think, Holy crap, she's got four records out. Oh, so my. Four. You know, like somebody has literally gone into the studio with her four times <laughs> to record this horrible, horrible music. And it's just like, I, I almost feel sorry for her in a way because, you know, she, anybody who's heard it, and I, and I've, Shared it with a few friends just as kind of a a joke between us. Like, hey, here's a, you know, (laughs) here's one for you. And, you know, they come back and they're like, why would you do that? You know? (laughs) 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 And I I don't know. Like like I said, I'm not trying to be mean, but there, there really, there is a line that as a musician, you should know if you're a good musician or not, you know? And uh, a lot of bad musicians have become famous. I mean, we live in a. That's true. That, you know, I, I, that's I'm very probably true. Cut I, I, this, I, but, you know. but that that's been true down through the ages. Yeah, I was going to say. We I can live, remember we live some in very Florida Georgia line. So. Some, <laughs> I can remember some very 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 bad musicians back in the day that. I'm wondering how yeah. in the world did they ever get in the top ten? They can't. You can't understand them. The, the music is too loud. They're screaming. There's there's no rhyme Some of or them reason. Are and the greatest musicians of all time. I, mean, I know. I'm sorry, I'm, going, hmm. I'm sorry, but I don't know how anybody ever gave Bob Dylan a record contract. Hey, great songwriter, great lyricist, but. A singer he was not. Exactly. But you gotta uh, you know. but you gotta remember you gotta remember, Chris, Bob Dylan was popular back during the days when my generation was sex, drugs and rock and roll and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Bob Dylan sounded like a, a songbird. <laughs> I always ask people when they listen to Dylan, we're like, were you high when you bought this? And they were kind of like, well, yeah, that explains a lot. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Anyways. And, 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 and to <laughs> me, Jimi Hendrix was the same. Hendrix was the same way. I, I, I never, because I was never into that scene, I never understood why they all loved Jimi Hendrix. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but it wasn't rock and roll. I don't know what it was. I think Hendrix was ahead of its time is what it was. Is they, nobody had really seen uh, – Hendrix wasn't 
technically clean as a player. You know, he he's no Eddie Van Halen. He's no Ingve Melmstein. But what Jimmy had going for him is he was passionate, and he played till his fingers bled. And at that time, True. there there hadn't been anybody like him who just walked on stage and just you know, set the place on fire with his charisma and his, his electricity. And I think really that was what Hendrix was about more than, you know, the music. he didn't play with him. Yeah. I mean, he, he played with a reckless abandon. And at that time it was different, you know, and, and face it, he was black, you know, and how many rock musicians at that time <laughs> had broken through and heavier music that were, you know, African-American. And there weren't very many, you know. So Yeah, because they were, they were mostly Motown. And, of course, sad but true, all of those artists, yeah, were, were pimped out. And most of them died broke yeah. because they were never given their due. And there were some really great artists in that yeah. time period. Yeah, they're amazing musicians. I mean, so many that never even got credit. Like, you know, I mean, you, you, everybody knows the Boston's and the and the Doobie Brothers and the Bad Companies and those bands. Uh-huh. But there were bands, you know, there were bands that were so great that didn't get all of the credit. That you know, didn't get all of the accolades and didn't get the promotion machines behind them. And you know, as a record company, you could only do so much, unfortunately. So, and think, just think that in the day and age that we live in now, if those same bands could come back and go out as indie artists, they would blow the music charts up. I am watching Jeremy, Richard Lynch, Ed Roman, Cherish Lee, Madeline Victoria. Mm-hmm. And and these are the people that I interviewed. These are indie artists, and you're seeing the charts I'm putting up where they are just they're they're blowing the charts up. They won awards in the indie music community like crazy. Yeah, it's being done. If you want a perfect example of homegrown indie artists that did everything right, Greta Van Fleet, Uh you know. What more do you need? This is a band from Frankenmuth, Michigan. Frankenmuth is a is a small tourist town of you know eighteen hundred people. They went to a small town. They graduated from a small school. They did everything on their own. They didn't have no label behind them when they first put those songs out, you know. And it was a an authentic sound. Do they sound like Zeppelin? Absolutely, they do. It is what it is, but. People latched onto it, and people said, you know what, this band is great. And then they put the full record up, and they heard that, hey, these kids are more than just Zeppelin clones. And now you have bands like YYNOT, or, or, or Why Not, who are doing uh, the Rush sound. You have The Slide, another band that sounds like Rush. You have um, artists like Caleb McCabe, who is a dead ringer for David Bowie. Um, you know, you have these young musicians who are incredible musicians, and they're keeping the scene alive, and they're doing everything in their power to scratch and claw their way past the the glut of artists that are 
are kind of dragging them down, you know. And um, I'm doing everything in my power to help them. I mean, and you I, know why? I, I don't know. Right, and that's and that's what this is all about. I mean, you know, if, if I get five people, you know, when I say a band's name, you know, when I say Jeremy's music, for example, you know, since this is who we're talking about, you know, when I put Jeremy's stuff on Facebook or when I play it on my show, you know, if I get five people who will go out and watch his videos or listen to Spotify or listen to Pandora or whatever it is that are listening to his music and maybe go buy his CD, then that's five people at the start. And then five people will tell five more people. And those five will tell five more. And those five will tell five more, you know. And um, take the Teskey brothers, for example. You oh. know, when I heard them, oh. I immediately yeah, let's told take you. The te- I mean, let's, let's take those boys and get them transplanted to the States. <laughs> and I thought, honestly, the first time I heard them, they I got one single in an email for um, – Pain and or was it pain and joy, joy and pain, whatever the first single was. Um, I, I can't even think right now, but I got that first single, and when I heard it, wasn't any information with it. There was no bio, there was no where they're from or what they're about. There's just like here, here's a new blues based band. Will you play the single? Uh, great, let me listen to it. And when I heard it, I immediately just thought, man, these guys are from the Mississippi Delta. You know, they're from Beale Street. They're from Clarksdale, Mississippi. They're from somewhere in that area that you know Al Green for, you know, that blue-eyed soul that, you know. And so when I looked them up and I seen they're from the Outback in Australia, I thought, holy shit, it took four Outback kids from Australia to show us Americans how to play the damn blues again, you know? I'm telling and, you, the, the, you, when know. you sent me their song and you said, listen to this, Yvonne, I listened to that song at least 10 times because it was, all I could see was like you, the Mississippi Delta, Bourbon Street, Robert Johnson, Eric mm-hmm. Clapton, Johnny Lang, B.B. Yep. King, Riverboat. Yep. And I'm going, why aren't these kids here in the States? Yeah. You know, and now they're blowing up. You know, they've they've made it past that wall. And now they're playing big festivals over there. They're playing bigger and Hell bigger me. and bigger shows. I'm ready, I'm ready for them to come stateside. I'd stand in line to go see them. I would, too. Oh, I would. I would in a minute. I, yeah. I would in a minute. Like, uh, and in fact, what we... What, what we need to do is we need to put together another show and play nothing but their songs and talk about them the whole show. Because it's been a while since I've done – because I've got a lot of their music. We'll just put it since, – since I can't get them on the show, and since Australia is our biggest supporter, we'll just put a Teskey Brothers show together, and we'll just play their music and talk about them. Because these – ladies and gentlemen, these guys are amazing. And speak of amazing – I want to play Purpose by Jeremy because this song, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is – it'll break your heart. So hold on, and we'll be right back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my co-host, Christopher Plain. And Jeremy is missing in action, but that's okay. 
I got a message from Michael, his PR person, and he says he's in New York. Perhaps he forgot. He said, I sent him a reminder, but he may have missed it. And then he says, so sorry, Yvonne. Michael, it's okay. No worries. I love the boy. He's forgiven. Don't do that easily, but I'll forgive Jeremy because I want this young man to be successful. So hold on, and we'll be right back. Person, he he keeps telling me, sorry, Michael, it is fine, my darling, it is okay. We we've, we've got him scheduled for later in the year, so it it's all is forgiven. It happens. Michael Stover, ladies and gentlemen, with MTS Management, he is the the my go-to person for all of these these artists that I've had on the show, and this man is just he's amazing. He has taken these indie artists and. He, I thought I was the promotional queen, 
this man and I are are we vie for who can promote the most with with artists and authors because we believe in them. Now, yeah. Chris, that that song purpose. This kid taught himself the guitar, taught mm-hmm. himself to write music, to write lyrics, and he's got to be what twenties maybe. I, I, yeah, I'd venture to say he's probably in his middle 20s. I don't know how old he is, but I'd venture to say probably in his middle 20s, yeah. And look at him. He is... He reminds me of Brantley Gilbert, when Brantley Gilbert first started. Now, you know BG mm-hmm. lives in my old hometown. And, mm-hmm. and this was another kid that started out doing his own thing, started out doing videos, started out playing local, and he exploded. Yep. And when you look at, at Jeremy on his videos, and, and he's got the, the one Bluebird, yep. that song is so, yep. yes, it it is so poignant. And, and I was watching him in that video while the song was playing, and, and he's not only a great musician, he is a great performer. Yeah. Like that song right there, Purpose, I, when I listen to that song, because that's my jam, like that's the one song on that record to me that just speaks so much to me. Um, but when I, when I listen to that song, when I hear that song, I get a visual in my mind, and I know it's kind of crazy, but I almost picture like a, for a video, like if he were to record a video for that, I picture him singing with somebody like the Jeff Healy band behind him in sort of a scene from Roadhouse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It, 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 it has that Jeff Healy feel to it, but yep. he sounds like Gary Allen when he sings. So, it, But it's got that kind of rock and roll-ish feel to it while still being country. And, you know, it's just, if you've ever seen the movie Roadhouse, you know, when oh, the Jeff Healy band performed. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, it very much reminds you of the music that Jeff was performing in Roadhouse. And that's the image I get from it. And I know that's not what the song is about, because the song is about greed and, and you know, doing right by your fellow man and, and that kind of stuff and, you know, having a purpose. But <laughs> that's that's the image but, but he, I get in the head. He's too young to have that kind of wisdom to put into a song. Just like when you when you listen to Burn This House Down, watching that video, the Bluebird song, watching that video, he is too young to be that wise to put those kinds of lyrics into a song. Some people just are, though. I mean, there's... He's got an old I've got. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few artists over the years that I've come across that are, you know, 18, 19 years old that sing like, you know, sing like they've been here a hundred years, man, that, um, you know, and you think, my God, you know, you're not even old enough to, 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 to drink yet. And you're, you're singing like you're, you know, <laughs> um, 50, 40, you're, 50 you're years old. Like, 
yeah, you know, you're singing like you experienced a depression or something. Um, and it's just, you know, Pokey Lafarge is one. I don't know if you've heard Pokey Lafarge, but, you know, Pokey's only in his late 20s. And, my God, if you heard Pokey sing, you would think, Jesus, that's Jimmy Rogers through and through, man. Like, my grandfather, 91 years old, his favorite singer is Jimmy Rogers. And when I heard Pokey, I thought, wow. I mean, that was, it took me back to 1983, being in the kitchen, listening to Jimmy Rogers on that old talk radio that I talk about. And I'm like, man, my grandpa's got to hear this. And when I played him the song, he didn't know it was Pokey Lafarge. He heard the song, and he's like, well, i got to get that record. He's like, I didn't know there was any old Jimmy Rogers music left to release. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's not Jimmy Rogers. That's Pokey Lafarge. And he looked at me, and he's like, no. He's like, that's He's like, that's Jimmy Rogers, son. And I'm like, that's Pokey Lafarge. And he is like, no. And I played him a second song and I showed him the video. He got a tear in his eye, you know, because he was like, he couldn't believe that, you know. He's like, well, he's like, when Jimmy died, he must have come back in this boy's body because he's like, he's like, everything about this boy is Jimmy Rogers. I mean, and he, you know, he has the old, farm clothing. He wears the old FFA or FHA blue coat with the yellow symbol on it and the, the old pants with the rolled up cuffs at the bottom and the old kicker shoes like the farmers wore. I mean, he looks like he walked out in 1940. And he sounds like he walked out in 1940, you know? And just so authentic, man, that it'll bring a chill to your to your, to your bones, you know, and you know, there's so many. You know, artists. you know. Getting back to the the Bluebird video, the Bluebird song video. Yeah. When that video first came up, he's sitting outside in the cold, and he's got all this stuff around him. And what struck me, because you know my my background, what struck me was he was burning sage, which is cleansing. <laughs> How many how many young people, unless you are part of that community, know what Sage is for? And he was looking well, at memories. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obvious. That, it's it's obvious that song is about somebody or something that happened in his life, whether it was yes. his grandmother, grandfather. But I mean, obviously, it's about somebody passing and somebody. You know, it was it was a. I don't want to say a traumatic event, but it was an event in his life that is very deep to him. Now, I don't know what that is because I – Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's – and there's people that write songs like that, you know, and those are the best songs. Those are the songs that have that connection, you know, make the connection. Um, Aaron Watson, for example, has a song called Blue Bonnet about his daughter dying of trisomy, um, twelve. And, you know, when they buried her, it was in a field of blue bonnet. So every time he sees a blue bonnet, now he thinks of his daughter. And having a daughter that died of trisomy 13, every time I hear that song, I cry Uh (laughs) because, you know, you know the meaning of it. Because you relate. Yeah, you know, and and I don't know anything about blue bonnets other than I know his daughter 
that that song is about his daughter dying of the same disease. So there's a connection there, you know. And But those are the songs that are the ones that connect so deeply to somebody that, you know, you, you can tell. You can tell an authentic songwriter when you hear it. You can tell who's faking it and who really is writing on something. Really Matt Weston for you. And, and, yeah, Matt. and speaking of that, let's let's take a real quick break, run two ads, and let's play the last song because I want to get this song in because this is one of my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my co-host, the music guy, Christopher Plain. And we are are having a interview in absentia with indie country artist um, Jeremy Parsons, who got tied up in New York City. He is coming back later on the year. I've got him booked, but he he's doing something in New York City. But we decided we we're going to go ahead and do the show, and we're going to talk about him because we can, because it's off the chain. So we will be right back. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores or Visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books the And I Saw It series, and The Misfit Guide. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you so silly. silly. You silly. Remember Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. Break these 
the musicians like Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson and Alabama, they have that natural charisma. They have that ability to tell a story and make it believable. You know, they're not just singing lines. They're anybody can perform boot scoot and boogie. Catchy right. song, cool, but it's not it just feels like a song about going to the bar. Mm-hmm. But when you hear Ronnie Millsap sing Smoky Mountain Rain. Oh, my. A, makes you, want, you know what I'm saying? Makes me want to melt and roll through the floor. Yeah. I mean, it just, you feel the yeah. rain on your face. And this is what, this yeah. is what Jeremy has. You feel yeah. in, in the videos and in his songs, you feel whatever emotion he is portraying. He's he's yeah. not just a performer. He's not just an entertainer. He is magic. Right. I mean, he he truly has that X factor, that variable that you can't teach, and that's what's going to make him a bigger star than he probably even realizes. You know, I think so. Sometimes you just hold it. <laughs> it's hard to hide it. And well, you can't. And guess what? Speaking of can't, we are going to run out of time. But I want you to tell the folks about your two new shows before I tell the folks about what we've got going on the rest of the week. Yeah, so they're not new, but they're, they're new to the station I'm on. Uh, I have two shows. I have a country one. Uh, for, so those of you listening now will probably enjoy that one the most. It's called Six Ways to Sunday. It is on every Sunday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you can convert it to wherever you are from there. Uh, so just look up Eastern Standard Time and then plus or minus. Uh, it is on firebrandradio.online is the website, or you can use uh, your phone or tablet, whatever. Use free app from TuneIn. You can listen. Uh, just look up Firebrand Radio. I play you two hours of this kind of stuff, country, Americana, Southern Rock, Blues, Folk, and Bluegrass. Uh, and I play some really awesome stuff. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but if you've ever heard my show, you will hear the best of the best of the best on my show. I don't play junk. Um, Tuesday nights, I go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I do rock, metal, punk, and extreme stuff. So if you like heavy music, Auditory Riot, same station, uh, that one is from 2 p.m. till whenever the hell I get done. <laughs> so, and, and it was, sometimes it's and it was gonna sometimes run a four, and sometimes and it Yeah, was I was going to do four hours tonight, but he wanted, but he wanted to be on this show too. This is this is my go-to guy. He has sent me like the Teskey Brothers. He he sent me some fantastic artists. We trade off artists, and yeah. you will come and co-host when Jeremy comes is scheduled to come back, right? Oh, you know this. That's why I'm here now. I, you know, when when Yvonne posted. <laughs> When Yvonne posted, I didn't even know she knew about Jeremy because I had never said anything about Jeremy. And, and Jeremy, you know, he's still coming up. So he's not a, a, a widely known name like a lot of people. And <laughs> when she posted Jeremy Parsons, I was like, wait, like country singer Jeremy Parsons? You know, because I'd, I'd never really seen her have a country artist on here. So. And she's like, why, yes. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to be there. See, ladies and gentlemen, you, know? you never know. 
show. Now, join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time when we have, where's my list? I don't know, I lost it. Just the audio bookworm. Then on Thursday night, we have the Daniel Paul band back. And, Chris, if you want to come co-host, come co-host. You'll love him. You'll love his music. Friday night, I'm off. Saturday night, we have um, author Lark Griffin. Daniel Paul Band has been on before, Chris, but um, cool. come come and co-host with me on Thursday night with Daniel Paul. You'll love him. He's magnificent. Ladies and gentlemen, you all know that there's one thing that I say at the end of every show. People will forget your name. They'll forget what you look like. They'll forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you make them feel. And I hope and pray that every one of you feel that you are the most special person in the room because you are. Without all of you, guests, co-hosts, listeners, this would not be the show that it is, and I love you for it. Chris, my darling friend, thank you so, so much for always co-hosting with me. It's always fun with you. I learned so so much. <laughs> I love being here. With I love having you here. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, join us again tomorrow night here at eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Off the chain, I'm your host Yvonne Mason. My co-host, the one and only music guy, Christopher Plain. Look him up under uh, Firebrand Radio and go listen to his shows. Until tomorrow night at eight o'clock. We are wishing you all a very, very good evening. Yeah, I would say just type it into Google. There you go. Google will do it, ladies and gentlemen. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Thursday night you'll come and play with me with Daniel pa- Look him up. You'll come and play with me with Daniel yep. Paul Band? Okay. Uh, I'll try to. Gonna- I don't think – I don't think I have anything planned for Thursday night, but um, oh shit, I'm not going to be here Thursday night. That's we're taking the missionaries oh. out for dinner. Shit, I forgot all about that. Oh well, yeah. never mind. Okay, yeah. never mind. If, if I'm I'll home, just send if you I'm home by then. Yeah. Okay. Send me the stuff. Even if you call in during the, the middle of the show, it's no big deal. Yeah, I was going to say, send me the stuff. Um, I'm not sure what time we're leaving for dinner, and the place we're going is got super amazing pizza, but they don't exactly make it like fast. So um, sometimes it takes 30 <laughs> minutes and sometimes it takes three hours. Um, they're oh, really, really busy there. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't bitch much because they are really busy. I mean, they pack people in this place. and um, But they have the best fucking pizza you'll ever put in your mouth, man. It's like, holy crap. It's, just, mm. it's, hev- it's heavenly. Um, <laughs> I mean, it should be. It's $30 well, a pizza. It's, it's, if you get if you get home in time, fine. Do you know you you're yeah. more than welcome. But but I'm gonna get off from here and go check on my husband. Thank you, my darling friend. And I do have Jeremy scheduled for later on in the year, and I know you'll come back for that. And I will send you this link so that you can share it because we said a whole lot of good stuff about your show and everything else. Yeah. Any anything you ever need, like if you ever need a co-host for anything, uh, just let me know. I mean, normally I'm not really doing much of anything, so you know I'm always up for. An adventure. Of course you are. And with that, I'm <laughs> going to say I will talk to you later, my friend. All right. Be safe, everyone. All right. Good night, darling. Good night. Bye.